You're listening to the 49 Carats Podcast, a 49ers goldmine production with Stephanie Sanchez. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the 49 Carats Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. It is Sunday, September 10th, our first NFL Sunday of the season. Welcome back, everyone. The 49ers just ended a convincing win on the road over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 30-7. to What a way to start the season. Joining me to break down what we saw today is Rohan. How are you doing today, man? Hey, I mean, week one, not only is football back, it started off with the defining win. You know, we were talking backstage right before this started. I'm going to be honest. I didn't expect this game to go as is. I thought it would be a closer game, maybe a more low-scoring game, and that the impact of Nick Bosa could swing it into the 49ers' favor. Clearly not the case. I mean, the first quarter, we'll get to it. Maybe the crispest football I've seen from a Kyle Shanahan-led team for a specific quarter, and it came in week one. That's a good sign, and I mean, just glad the football's back as well. Yeah, I was definitely expecting a shakier start to the season just because we know how good the Steelers' defense is, and I mean, we saw TJ Watt pretty much go off in this one. But outside of that, I mean, I think the 49ers did what they needed to do in this one. We did not see Patrick Peterson get a Brock Purdy interception after all. Uh, So Brock Purdy saying earlier in the week, we'll see in response to Patrick Peterson's comments, I think, you know, held pretty true uh, in this one. George Kittle, Mooney Ward, Mooney Ward were active today, so no surprise in actives. 49ers were pretty much healthy. And as far as I noticed, I don't think anyone really um, had any injuries on the 49ers side of things. Trent Williams had that little scary, uh, you know, holding on to his chest, his ribs there. I think he just needed a breather, maybe uh, had the wind knocked out of him. But I want to say the 49ers probably end this, ended this one healthy too, which is another win in itself. But Rohan, let's talk about the defense today. Uh, Nick Bosa being, of course, the the main talk of most of the week. Jay Glazer said pregame that he would get about 30 to 40 snaps in this one. And I think Bosa played just a little over 30 snaps out of, uh, well, before the game ended, it was 57 snaps, but maybe a little over that at that point. Bosa had two tackles today, drew a holding penalty. So not much. It was a quieter day, but I think like his impact, we knew he was going to have impact in this game. And I think it helped other guys out. Drake Jackson, for example, three sacks on the day, including one of them, you Crazy. know, late in the fourth quarter. I have to imagine that at least some of that was opened up by Nick Bosa and his presence. No, definitely. And I mean, when you talk about Nick Bosa, it felt at least in the first half that he was playing more than you'd expect because the 49ers defense was so dominant that they were consistently getting three and out, three and out, three and out. So Nick Bosa only played like 15, 20 snaps prior to that final drive, you know, going into, into the half. That was a really, you know, a really sound performance defensively. And you, you start to see a glimpse of what this 49ers defensive line can be. We talk about Drake Jackson, three sacks, good performance by him. But when you look at the sacks, right, the first one, our Armstead really got in there. He uh, was able to wreak havoc and then, Looked like he got held, but uh, Drake Jackson there for the cleanup. The second one, uh, obviously, Drake Jackson, his athleticism stops the uh, or holds the contain when Kenny Pickett's trying to go through or go out of the pocket. And overall, I mean, pressure wise, it seemed like Pickett just looked flustered. You know, the 49ers came way more ready. 
they came better, much better prepared to play against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think that especially on a day where, you know, you might have questions about how the coverage went and things like that. Overall, I thought the pass rush was real solid and just a glimpse of what you could see in the future. I mean, four sacks, one of them came from, I believe, or sorry, not four, five sacks. One of them came though from Kerry Hyder, who beat the first team offensive line as well for a sec, you know, and that was a clean sack. Real solid performance for the 49ers in their defense here in week one. Yeah, impressive. And it took the Steelers a long time to get their first first down um, in this game. A little before the first half is when they got theirs. So, yeah, to your point, I mean, the defense you know, played the type of game that you needed them to have. And I thought the defensive line did a good job defending against the run and making Pickett uncomfortable. Um And again, especially in the first half, the Steelers finished with 239 yards, uh, but there was a very funny graphic that (laughs) Fox showed for a bit there, where at one point the Steelers had one singular net yard and the 49ers had 199. That's worth framing for, for week one. And that pretty much just tells the story of how this game went and how the 49ers were able to, you know, pretty much out of the gate uh, say, this is our game and you better catch up and the Steelers of course weren't able to do that so um, you know staying on the defense the secondary I think did answer some questions for us regarding you know who would be in on nickel downs Mooney Ward who of course like I mentioned was healthy for this one was on the outside as well as Ambry Thomas and they had Diamador Lenore in at nickel I didn't pay too much attention to like you know the coverage so much in this one I'll I'll have to attention to that watching it back but I thought like Thomas probably fared okay because there was a number of times that Pickett couldn't find anyone open especially in that first half Lenore you know responsible for two flags on that drive before the half where the Steelers were able to get their lone score of the game at least one of them were you know probably a little ticky tacky but it did help the Steelers stay on the field and sneak in those points uh, before the half. No, definitely. And I mean, when you talk about coverage and things like that, I think a lot of it, when you go back and look at the film, um, we'll definitely go ahead and look at that later tomorrow. But you'll see a lot of it was off coverage, you know, um, either in that zone responsibility or when the field guys playing off coverage, you'll see that's where, you know, Pickett tried to target a little more and got a little more rhythm rhythm in the second half still. It only resulted in seven points, um, and the Steelers really only had like one true drive where they were tr- like driving down the field in the second half, where they ended up turning it over on downs. Um, you know, you had one, I believe, uh, in the red zone um, that they started off. You know, it was after the Brock Purdy fumble, and then the second one they drove close in the, towards the end of the game. They you know got uh, down on a long, long drive, and then unfortunately could not convert either so the 49ers you know their defense held up and when you look at it overall the point of this entire construction of this team is that if one side's not having the game that you wanted you you expected to have you have the pass rush like let's say the courage is not doing as well you have the pass rush there to kind of step things up and vice versa and i think especially when when you look back in the first half when you have the combination of how it worked out I think this is the best 49ers defense that you can get out there where you have really all, all, all three avenues of the defense, the front line, the linebackers and the secondary all clicking. And I mean, you saw that with the interceptions, you saw that with the sacks, you saw that even on plays where Pickett was holding onto the ball a little longer that, you know, the coverage was able to hold up. I mean, it was a real, real stat performance all around for the, uh, for the 49ers defense and a dominant win. 
Yeah, Lenore, 10 tackles, and as we saw, Traverius Ward, uh, three tackles, but he also had that interception early in the game. So, yeah, this secondary played well, and that was kind of as expected too, right? Because, I mean, yeah, we weren't really sure what this defense was going to look like with Steve Wilkes. I would say the secondary so far looked maybe a little bit better than they did last year. And that's really good for this defense. That's going to help the defensive line. The defensive line is also going to help, you know, the secondary look better as well. And how about these 49ers linebackers, man? They they look the exact same as last year, maybe even faster if that's even possible. Fred Warner had that tipped pass that Hufunga took for an interception and tried to lob back to Gibson. That was a, a pretty funny sequence there. But I thought that play was pretty interesting because – you can hear Pickett alert before that play happened, 5-4, 5-4. And I'm like, okay, they're probably going to try to target Fred Warner here. And most times when you have a linebacker going up against a wide receiver, you like that matchup, you know, 10 times out of 10 times. But Fred Warner is a different kind of beast. And he went up the seam with number 83 there. And, of course, he was able to tip that pass. So, I thought that was a really cool play to see how how that played out. Fred Warner finished with eight tackles and that um, you know deflected pass. Green lost six tackles. They both had a tackle for loss. And I'm gonna just throw Hufunga in here as well. Not a linebacker, but he plays like one a lot of the times, and he's everywhere too. He had a tackle for loss and one pass defended. Uh, so yeah, these guys just look fast getting to the ball, and they were suffocating the Steelers' offense. Right now, we're just I, I was saying I agree, and right now we're just getting a report on the only injury for the 49ers. Ambry Thomas was in the concussion protocol, hence why he did not play in that second half for a majority. He was cleared, so he did not sustain a concussion. 49ers are going into or out of week one fully healthy, nothing on Trent Williams. And then I know I saw a comment on Mitch Wisnowski. It seemed like he might have pulled something after a punt, but nothing that. there either. Yeah, nothing there either. So the 49ers coming out of this week – fully healthy. And I mean, like you said, right now, the 49ers, when it comes to their roster construction, you look at the secondary, they've got guys who are good fits for their system. I mean, last year you had Lenore on the outside, you had Jimmy Ward there and you obviously want to play the most talented players you have on your team. Jimmy Ward cannot be sitting on your bench, but if you're talking about roster construction, you're now playing players where they might be a little more comfortable in their roles rather than just putting the best you know players on the field. Well, you're kind of doing a combination of both. Thomas is a press man corner. So if you play like, you know, in the first half, you saw him play a lot of press man alongside Traverius Ward. You put Diamond Lenore in the nickel and he was going up against some of those bigger guys. You know, he had a rep against a tight end as well, where he's able to knock the ball out. And then uh, Hufanga put the hit on Fryermuth in the end zone. You know, there are a couple of plays yeah. where you're going to find him to be able to sustain against those bigger guys because he's bulked up. Good sign with the 49ers secondary. And then on the linebackers, I mean, Fred Warner does Fred Warner type of things in coverage. And I was really impressed. I, I thought the trigger from Dre Greenlaw on some of these plays was nice. You know, sometimes you'll see him be over-aggressive, but the reason it works is because when it comes to this 49ers defense, you know, so many players are there to clean up because everyone's doing their responsibility well. But I thought his trigger was well. I, I mean, uh, trigger went uh, good. I thought, you know, he was getting the ball quick. And that's what you want. You want stout play from all three levels, and the 49ers got it. 
And and speaking on injuries, the Steelers did have a couple of guys go down on their end on the offensive side of the ball, Deontay Johnson and uh, one of their starting tackles as well. So I'm sure down the line that did play a part in the Steelers kind of not being able to you know, score more points there at the end. But let's talk about the 49ers offense, man, because they looked good. Brock Purdy and the Brandon IU connection was on fire. Purdy finished um, 19 of 29, 220 yards, two touchdowns. Both went to Brandon Ayuk. Um, and I want to pause here because I want to talk about the back shoulder throw in the front corner of the end zone. That was a dot to Ayuk. And I know they've they've tried the back shoulder throws like to Ayuk, uh, like in the preseason and things like that. Didn't quite work out. But they get it done in a game that mattered, right? And that's really all that matters in the end. Uh, so I think this connection is going to be one that we see a lot this year. I mean, we heard all in the offseason how much Brandon Ayuk has grown and how better he looks. And he looked good last year, too. But, of course, like it's obvious that he's taken another step. And not just that, this connection and this chemistry that these two have have also taken another step. No, definitely. I mean, when you talk about this 49ers offense, you can argue this has been the crispest you've seen a Kyle Shanahan offense be executed in the first, you know, it, it, to start the game. You know, the 49ers, they're considered as a team that end very well, both in games and also during the season. So to see them come out and score on their first four drives, you know, a seven play 54 yard touchdown drive to start it off, had a nine play 68 yard touchdown drive as well, mixed in with two field goal drives. You start off and you have 20 points by the time it, you hit the eight minute mark in the second quarter. You know, it's a quarter and a half and you're you're already clicking on all cylinders there. And of course, they only score 10 points, uh, you know, the rest of the way. But still, the way that this offense was clicking was good. There were um, the main storyline this week was Nick Bosa, but the other one for me was how does Brock Purdy, you know, return and play after he had that pitch count kind of thing coming out of the preseason? You know, you you're questioning what what's the role going to be like for him? I mean, it looked like he was clicking on all cylinders. He hit, it, he, and people might complain about the deep passes, you know, but there wasn't a need for him because the intermediate stuff was there, 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 and you against T.J. Watt. Cameron Hayward, Alex Highsmith, what do you want to do? You want to get the ball out quick. And so to be able to hit the number of intermediate passes that the 49ers were able to do, you know, it, it's a good sign. Now, did Brock Purdy play perfect? No, but this was a very, very solid start for the season for Brock Purdy, who you want him to create this rapport with the receivers. You already know he has the rapport with McCaffrey. We saw that all of last year. But for Ayuk to have eight catches for 129 uh, yards, you know, two touchdowns and really some throws where you truly have to trust your receiver Debo Samuel as well, five catches, 55 yards, you know, those two guys for them to, 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 you know, coming into the season motivated for them to lead you guys. And then obviously the run game with Christian McCaffrey, having a huge, huge run, Christian McCaffrey is going to do what he, what you expect him to do, especially running behind Trent Williams. So a real, real solid start on both sides for the 49ers. And I love the aggressiveness from Kyle Shanahan to instill confidence in his quarterback throwing a lot early. Let's talk about that aggressiveness from Kyle Shanahan because we saw it in the very first offensive drive. He went for it on fourth down. Who is he? He never does this. And I think it just goes to show how much trust he has in Brock Purdy. And, you know, Brock Purdy is able to execute this offense at, you know, a clip we've never seen with any of the 49ers quarterbacks in the past. And I think one of the other things that we saw today that really impressed me 
was the poise in the pocket and being able to sense the pressure, be able to move around in the pocket. There was that one play where I think it was Minka Fitzpatrick coming in as a free rusher um, on Purdy's blind side. And I don't know how, maybe he saw, you know, Fitzpatrick before the snap and he knew he was going to be a free rusher, which is already shows a lot of, you know, I think IQ, but also, if he was just able to sense that and didn't see him before the snap, that also is impressive, right? So he was able to spin out uh, and evade that sack. And he was able to keep his eyes upfield and find Debo for a first down. So just it's the little things that are the big things in this offense. And that those are the things that Brock Purdy is able to do really, really well. He finished 7.6 yards per attempt on average and 113. 111.3 rating um, and Christian McCaffrey 22 carries 152 yards on the ground including that 65 yard rumble that he took for a tutty on some great blocking again from Ayuk uh, so Ayuk was doing it as a as a receiver as a blocker as well you love to see it um, so props to those guys but I think the thing with Christian McCaffrey that like you can say and literally every game like the defense knows how big of a part he is and how the 49ers want to feature him all I heard from Tomlin and Terrell Austin this week was how much of an emphasis they were going to put on stopping McCaffrey and it was going to be a team effort and all this I thought they were going to sell out to stop McCaffrey and maybe they did maybe they tried but the point is easier said than done I mean McCaffrey makes it look easy for this offense and it's just such a great thing to have because especially when, yeah, the 49ers were able to score a lot. They did a lot of throwing in the first half. Uh, you know, they got up 20-0. But I think McCaffrey is kind of what, a, what was able to seal this win for them at, in the end. No, I, I think so too. And, I mean, when you talk about the way that the 49ers also just executed overall, I mean, the offensive line, right, that was going to be the number one question kind of offensively. But it requires trust from Kyle Shanahan to drop back the way that he did. I liked it, no, I, at least from what I saw, no seven-step drops. That's the one thing I was like, please, Kyle, let's uh, let's cut that out. But, you know, the way that they operate the quick game, when people hear quick game, they're thinking, you know, check down, short passes, things like that. The 49ers quick game is different. It's just motion, getting these guys on crossing routes, getting these guys over the middle. And – I liked Purdy in his ability to continue to hit those tight windows. You know, you you question, will he return to, you know, some turnover worthy plays? Will, will that kind of portion of Purdy stand out? No. I mean, he had maybe what, what was it? I think 28 dropbacks or so. And you could maybe only make an, or 29 and you can only make an argument for one of them. Uh, and that was just Patrick Peterson, just, um, you know, putting a, you know, Purdy probably shouldn't have made that throw, but I didn't really think that also that one was, was going to get intercepted either. Um, so overall, I mean, I liked what I saw from Purdy for sure. Um, room for improvement, but a very, very solid start to year two. And I mean, games like this show that while you could have reservations about what Purdy ends up being ultimately, there's still room for improvement after the rookie season. Let's talk about those rooms for improvement. Like, obviously, this was a great win. We're really happy about it. And I don't want to make it sound like this is us complaining. But you know damn well Kyle Shanahan looks at, you know, everything that happened in this game and is going to find some things that they could improve on. So this isn't complaining. This is just some things that, you know, I noticed. Um, Probably more so in the first half, I did notice that 
you know, they had to call some timeouts when they were the plate clock was coming down. And uh, so getting plays in on time, I'm sure that'll improve as the season progresses. It is only week one. So, you know, some of those things just happen uh, at the start of the season. Clean up some penalties that too. You know, sometimes you could just attribute it to being the start of the season. The offensive line, like I thought for the most part, the offensive line did well. Um, Colton McKivitz, we we knew that TJ Watt was going to be a handful. And Watt finished five tackles, five quarterback hits, three sacks, two forced fumbles, one that, you know, they were able to recover. Uh, so he was a menace. And I think like we expected that. And I, I told a lot of fans, like, don't don't judge Colton McKivitz and him as a player based on this performance alone because even a good tackle would struggle against TJ Watt. Right. So I think that's what we saw in this one. Sure. It's, it's going to be something that I'll keep an eye on, I think going into next week, but I don't think I'm pressing the panic button on Colton McKibbitts. What about you? I'm not going to press it either because it is TJ Watt. I mean, the things that you look at, right. Uh, is was he getting consistently beat or was he just getting beat? And then those, plays were bad you know in a way that Mike McGlinchey got beat at times and he gave up three sacks but if you think of it this way like when when a player gives up three pressures you you certainly are alarmed but you're not as alarmed but then again if those three pressures go to three sacks and then two of them result in the ball coming out for the quarterback that's the thing I mean you can also make you know the argument that Purdy potentially you gotta you gotta be able to sense the pressure on one of those sacks and things like that but I'm not going to sense it yet just because of the quality of player in your first game that you're going to play. You you do play the Rams next week. We'll see how Colt McKivitz goes. But I do wonder, you know, and fans might, might not like it. Are you going to see some more tight end chips on that right side? You know, some uh, some little things like that to kind of help him out, not only him, but also Spencer Burford out, you know, and uh, the timing on that right side. Because Burford, when you talk about the, the room for improvement and penalties – Spencer Burford had three penalties today, and one of them came on a false start where it looked like the 49ers were trying to run the clock out and things like that. So, you know, there's room for improvement for sure on that right side. Um, Maybe it comes with more continuity and things like that. But I wonder, is Kyle Shanahan going to try and make an adjustment or continue to play it out as is and see what the results end up being? Yeah, so something to keep an eye on going forward is some of those things on the offensive line. Keep an eye on Spencer Burford and those penalties and Colton McKivitz. And, you know, I would expect that next week he'll probably have a much better game going up against the Rams. But, of course, that's a topic for another day um, and probably later this week. Uh, The only other thing that I would say that maybe could use some improvement is the special teams coverage, the return coverage. Um, I think it improved in the second half because Wisnowski, who looked good today, he avoided kicking to Calvin Austin. But there was a couple of returns from Austin in the first half that I was like, "Ooh, man, he could have he could have probably taken that one to the house um, if there was like another missed tackle or something there. So maybe that's like the only thing I would keep an eye on, too, because that was something we saw in the preseason as well. So that could potentially be a trend. Now, if the offense and the defense continue to play like this, it might not even really ever matter, but you know, just something to keep an eye on. But Rohan, Jake Moody, three of three today. And the first kick was actually maybe the most impressive because Mike Tomlin, this was in the first quarter. Mike Tomlin tries to ice him, burns a timeout to do it. And obviously that's what icing is, but 
then the kick gets blocked. It was a 46 yarder originally, but Steelers get called for an offside. So that negates that. Then it's a 41 yarder and he nails it. I like, I thought that was impressive because based on what we saw in the preseason, like Moody just seemed a little shaky on, you know, the two times that he was iced and he could have easily gotten distracted by that sequence there, but he was three of three today and I thought he did well and we needed that. No, I mean, if this is, if you're Kyle Shanahan, this is exactly how you want Jake Moody's first day to go. Nothing too hard. His longest kick was a 41 yard field goal, but you did want volume and you wanted him to test out, you know, especially the icing part where I, I, you know, you're hoping, not necessarily hoping it happens, but you're also like in the back of your mind, oh, let's see how he reacts to this. And I mean, I think that Jake Moody responded well. I mean, you had three uh, field goals. You also had three touchdowns. So he had, you know, six extra points. Extra point is essentially a 33-yard field goal. And so he had, you know, a lot of volume there for Jake Moody today. Cool to see him not only kick well pregame, he making all five of his field goals pregame, according to reports, but also kick well in the game. Nothing too hard. You don't put too much on his plate in week one, but the starting of building that confidence up because you're going to need him for the full season and you're going to need him to make some big kicks later on. So liked how they uh, approached it with Jake Moody. And I mean, it's a good start. Good start for sure for him, as well as the punter, Mitch Wisnowski. I thought he had a good day. Yeah. Good day throughout for everyone on this team, pretty much. And we are very happy about it. Uh, Rohan, thank you for joining me today to talk about this win. We're all very pumped. And, uh, of course, I mean, going into this week, we're going to have plenty to talk about about this game and also going into the week two matchup against the Rams. That one should be pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, make sure you like this video. Make sure you guys subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your NFL Sunday. Have a good rest of your NFL Sunday, folks. But for now, peace.